Ohio Habla es un podcast que nace del proyecto Narrativas Orales de Latinos en Ohio, Oral Narratives of Latinos en Ohio. Exploramos la experiencia latina con entrevistas en español, inglés y spanglish. Welcome to Ohio Habla. I'm Elena Fallis, and in the studio today, we will be talking about how Parkinson's disease is impacting the Latino community. Studies have found that Parkinson's is more common in the Midwest and the Northeast than in any other area in the U.S., and it is twice as likely to affect whites and Latinos than any other population. According to Allison Wright Willis, the Midwest and Northeast are most involved in metal processing and agriculture, and chemicals used in these fields are the strongest potential environmental risks factors for Parkinson's disease identified so far. In the studio today, we have Annie Wallace, who has served as the program manager at the Parkinson's Foundation Ohio chapter since May of 2015, where she leads their support, education, and community granting programs. She completed her bachelor's of social work at Florida State University and her master's of social work focused in community and social justice at The Ohio State University. As a licensed social worker, she's passionate about making sure that Ohioans with Parkinson's disease and their loved ones have all the support and tools they need to live well with Parkinson's. Also joining us today is Sandra Noemi Martinez, a social work student at The Ohio State University and an intern at the Parkinson's Foundation. As an intern at the foundation, she has worked on bringing awareness to the Latino population about the disease and its connection to the exposure to pesticides. She has worked on creating collaborations between agencies that serve the Latino community and the Parkinson's Foundation. She's also working as a patient lead on a community-based participatory research project analyzing language access and diabetes care in Ohio found, funded by PCORI and leads a community-based diabetes support group in Spanish. Annie and Sandra, welcome to the podcast. Thank, Thank you. you. What is Parkinson's disease? So Parkinson's disease is a neurological disorder. Most people think about the physical symptoms of Parkinson's. Um, most people think about the tremor first. Sometimes I'll hear people uh, talk about the shuffling feet when they first think about Parkinson's disease. And in addition to all of the physical symptoms of Parkinson's, there's also a whole host of other things that are affected. But Parkinson's is really all about dopamine in the brain, which is a chemical that basically sends messages from your brain to your muscles. And people with Parkinson's don't have enough dopamine. Mm -hmm. What is the age associated with Parkinson's? So the average age of onset is early 60s, although we do see people uh, younger than that diagnosed. The younger you are, the less likely you are to have a Parkinson's diagnosis, and the older you are, the more likely. Mm -hmm. What causes Parkinson's disease? So it's a complicated answer to mm -hmm. a really simple question. Mm -hmm. um, I wish that I had a better answer for you. The, the truth of it is that there are a lot of factors that play into a Parkinson's diagnosis. So as an example, we know that Agent Orange mm -hmm. is indicated as a, a a potential cause of Parkinson's disease. Mm -hmm. uh, veterans came home from Vietnam and some of them immediately had Parkinson's disease. Mm. Some of them now still don't have Parkinson's, but potentially will get it. Mm 
And, you know, since they got back from Vietnam until now, some of them were diagnosed, some of them were not. Mm -hmm. And so even though we can definitely say, you know, those people who came back from Vietnam with Parkinson's, that that Agent Orange caused their Parkinson's, not everyone exposed to Agent Orange will get Parkinson's. So there's more at play than just the chemical. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's true with a lot of different factors. But there is a genetic component to it, too. There is. Mm -hmm. um, Parkinson's is hereditary only in about 10% of cases. So there are a handful of genes that we know mutate and increase risk significantly for Parkinson's disease. And there are certainly um, probably a lot more genetically uh, that we don't know, a lot more genes that play a role in it, but aren't necessarily direct causes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What are some of the early signs and how does it progress? So Parkinson's disease, typically um, people go to the doctor when they notice a tremor um, or if they notice that they're walking differently, whether it's those shuffles, they notice their arms aren't swinging anymore um, or that their balance is off. But before that point, people often can look back and say, oh, I lost my sense of smell a few years before. Mm. I had no idea that had something to do with Parkinson's disease. Or, oh, my handwriting changed. Um, one of the earliest signs is the, that Parkinson's handwriting gets smaller. And they may start off at the beginning of a sentence normal. But by the end of the sentence, it has gotten so small, it's almost illegible. Mm. Um, another one that we talk about is constipation. Parkinson's. Mm. It seems we're, we're still learning more, but may really start in the stomach. And so we see the slowing mm-hmm. of uh, the muscle responses in the gut. Mm-hmm. So there are a lot of different things that are connected to Parkinson's. And most people, once they get a handle on the symptoms of the disease after they're diagnosed, can look back and say, oh, I've had this disease for a few years and I had no idea. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How does this disease affect, in particular, Latino farm workers? Uh, well, as we know, a big portion of our population, Latino population, works in uh, farms and the fields. And uh, so one of the, the probable causes for, for Parkinson's disease is uh, exposure to pesticides. Mm-hmm. And so we, in, at the foundation, we decided that we needed to do some education to all this population about what, what is Parkinson's disease. And, and, uh, and so a lot of our families have connection to the field work at some point, our grandparents or sometimes our own parents mm-hmm. worked and even my generation also were, as young kids, were going to the field mm-hmm. too. And so it was important for us to let them know of this this probable uh, uh, cause for developing Parkinson's disease. Mm-hmm. And just like, as I was saying earlier with Agent Orange, not everyone mm-hmm. who is a farmer is going to get Parkinson's because they were exposed to those pesticides. Right. But it definitely increases the risk. And for some people who maybe would have gotten Parkinson's at some point, they'll see it sooner. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one of the theories. Um, but because it is definitely connected. We really, um, as a foundation here in Ohio and uh, at the national level as well, are, are committed to doing a better job talking about this in the Latino community. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the uh, signs that you mentioned uh, before, I can see um, 
our community not really or just saying, oh, I'm, I'm just old mm -hmm. and this is because I'm old or is old age or something like that. Uh, is that typical in all populations or do you think it's more um, it's also maybe more prevalent in the Latino community? Um, I think it's potentially as Uh, as much of a problem in the Latino community and maybe more. Um, we know that there's not a good level of awareness in mm -hmm. any minority population about Parkinson's disease. People are less likely to say those words to their doctor mm -hmm. and their doctor are less, are less likely to say that to them. Mm -hmm. um, and that really is why we see this much more often as um, a disease of white men, mm -hmm. older white men, mm -hmm. but The, all the information we have and all of the experts I've spoken to are not under the impression that older white men are getting Parkinson's more often. It's just that they're getting diagnosed more often. More often or earlier. What is the Parkinson's Foundation doing as a result of, it, of all this data uh, regarding pesticides and Agent Orange and the things that you mentioned? Um, is the Parkinson's Foundation in Columbus or in Ohio aware of uh, what's happening to our Latino community? Um, it, it, how are they serving our community? So traditionally... The answer is that we haven't done much. Um, we don't have a permanent staff member who speaks Spanish. Mm -hmm. And so although all of our resources are available in Spanish, we've really not done a lot in Ohio mm -hmm. to reach the Spanish-speaking populations. But since we've had Sandra join us, we've really been able to do a lot of good work out in the community, letting the agencies that work with um, the Latinoa Uh, communities know that we're here as a resource and even if there's not anyone in the office who speaks Spanish these resources exist mm -hmm. and our national helpline is answered in English and in Spanish mm -hmm. so the resources are there um, even if they're not here at our local office once Sandra moves on from her time with us um, <laughs> but Sandra has really led the charge on con getting connected with the organizations who are uh, part of this community And you have partnered with yes, we have partnered with the with the Dominican Sisterhood, and we're about to start some uh, uh, educational visits to the their ELSA programs, and we also have uh, visited the Our Lady of Guadalupe Center, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and uh, we have recently contacted with the Department of Job and Family Services to start maybe going to the farms. Mm -hmm. and and do some education over there too and i think elena that mostly it's important for our community to learn about it because the more you know about the disease even if there's not much that they can do or if language might be a barrier uh, just knowing what you have and why am i is my body responding this way mm -hmm. and the family understanding why mm -hmm. it, it does a lot good to the family than just knowing, uh, you know, you're crazy or <laughs> not not understanding what's going on. I think it would do a lot good for families to understand and perhaps question, is it this Parkinson? Should I ask my doctor maybe? Right. Yeah. right. A lot of these diseases, um, especially if they're associated with um, an older, po older population, mm -hmm. they're stigmatized, right? Mm -hmm. and, yeah. and they're maybe ignored. Um, 
what are some of the care that could be provided for this population, whether they're the Latino community or any other community? So there are medications that can help people with Parkinson's manage their symptoms. As is true with most diseases, the medications are not perfect. They come with side effects. Um, but there are a lot of good options uh, to help people with Parkinson's live, you know, a, 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 with a good quality of life. Mm-hmm. Um, The other big piece that we really want people to know is that Parkinson's disease symptoms and potentially, um, well, exercise Mm -hmm. is a big piece of managing Parkinson's. We know that it helps manage the symptoms, and we believe that it could potentially slow the progression of the disease. Mm -hmm. So in addition to ideally seeing a neurologist, um, a movement disorder specialist is the highest level of care that a person with Parkinson's can get. But if you can't get to a movement disorder specialist, try and get to a neurologist um, to get the best information about what treatments are available mm-hmm. and work with your primary doctor and potentially with physical therapists to determine what types of exercises you can do to best manage your disease. Mm-hmm. So I know uh, you mentioned Sandra right now is one of your uh, sort of key people, right, in, in terms of outreach to the Latino uh, community. Uh, but what do you, you think um, you need to do as a foundation, as an organization, to tackle some of these cultural and language barriers um, with um, the Spanish-speaking population? I think we really need to continue these relationships we're forming with the organizations that serve in other capacities mm-hmm. within this community. Um I've been amazed with Ramona at Our Lady of Guadalupe and Mm -hmm. all the things that are done out of that center and the way Mm -hmm. that it really is a community hub. Mm -hmm. And so even if, you know, I'm not going out and speaking in Spanish everywhere I can to raise awareness about this, having our information there as a resource Mm -hmm. is huge. And we've partnered with Ramona to put together a new uh, publication, a new flyer Mm -hmm. that has information in English and Spanish Mm -hmm. about Parkinson's disease and the increased risk of migrant farming, well, of farming in general. But um, And Ramona shared with us that both of her parents had Parkinson's. Mm-hmm. And so it was very close to her heart, and she was thrilled to be a part of that. So, you know, to have such an important community leader um, mm-hmm. at large, you know, here in Columbus, but also a prominent leader in the Latino uh, community, mm-hmm. I think, is meaningful. And we're going to keep getting the word out. About that, we're going to be spreading that flyer mm-hmm. far and wide across the state to really help raise awareness um, and let people know that help is there, mm-hmm. uh, that the resources are available in their language. Mm-hmm. Sandra, is the, um, the are there resources available in Spanish? Yes, there's a whole list of books. Mm-hmm. There's flyers. There's uh, all con- uh, almost all the information that is in English is in Spanish. And on the web, they can find find and this. They can if you go to the website. There's a there's an area where you can click, and it's it's the Spanish mm-hmm. link. Mm-hmm. And also, always I've been telling people always uh, have that number in hand, mm-hmm. uh, the national number, which, which is? is it's one eight hundred four PD info. Okay. Okay. Great. And they can. Um, have a, a representative in, in 
that speak Spanish yes. as well. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. Um, when you make that call, the first thing that they do is prompt you whether you want to speak to someone in English or in Spanish. Mm-hmm. Let's say that um, I have a family member or uh, a, a friend that has that I know has Parkinson's disease, a, a Latino friend, um, and I take them to the foundation. What, what uh, does the foundation do for uh, patients that have or people that are... Um, that have this disease? So we would work with them to make sure that they have all the information they need to manage their disease. Mm -hmm. We would help them get connected with whatever level of care they're available uh, to get to. Um, Obviously, transportation Mm -hmm. can be a serious barrier to getting to the best level of care. But we can help people get connected if they're able to travel to see a movement disorder specialist. We're very lucky to have um, quite a few great movement disorder specialists here in Columbus, although I don't believe that any of them uh, are bilingual. Mm -hmm. And so if the answer is seeing a general neurologist who speaks Spanish, then that's okay. Mm -hmm. Um, We can help them get connected to those resources and have the tools with them to, if necessary, make sure that their Spanish-speaking general neurologist knows what's happening in the Parkinson's community and what new treatments may be available. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Is there anything else you would like our audience to know about your organization or the the work that you're doing with the community? So I'll just say our mission really is to make life better for people with Parkinson's disease. And um, that has no uh, distinction between people who speak English or Spanish or any other language for that matter. We may not have the resources in other languages, but if, you know, if we find out that they need to be translated, we will make sure that they do. Mm -hmm. Um, But Parkinson's disease is very tough uh, for people to manage, but People can live long and meaningful lives with par- lives with Parkinson's disease, um, especially with good care. Mm-hmm. So if if you find yourself with symptoms that I mentioned, and and you're wondering if this is something that's relevant for you, the best thing you can do is either um, give that helpline number a call and chat through your symptoms, or connect with your doctor because there are treatments available and there are things you can do to manage your symptoms. Dear audience, you might know someone who is suffering from this disease or someone who is or has been a farm worker. Please share this podcast with them. Thank you, Annie and Sandra, for all of this valuable information for our community and for the work you do. It's been a pleasure having you in the studio. Hasta la próxima. Hasta la próxima.